But if you were Gerard Johnson and you thought Bobby Slowick was probably headed for a head coaching job at, at latest after next year, wouldn't you want to stay in Houston with C.J. Stroud? Because you'd be get promoted to the offensive coordinator and you'd What's get a to better work job? with him next year. That is. In that, in that situation, it would be. So that's my point here. Zach Robinson was the first guy they put in a slip for. He never even came here. That's why I'm asking it. Because that's it does... because someone that he had just worked with got a head coaching job somewhere but it, else. But, but the, the process wasn't the Steelers put the slip in and then the next day he gets hired. There were several days in the well, my inter- rebuttal, intervening period. My rebuttal to that would be, here is someone that was in demand, Smith, who had multiple interviews lined up who picked the Steelers who do you think would be a better offensive coordinator just to go back to your rumor who would you rather have be or Smith I'd rather have be so would I Donnie I'd rather have Eric be than Arthur Smith I, I'm just I, I'm it th- goes back to what you're saying by the way what the rumor you were told I'm glad you brought it up I find it interesting just really makes a couple of things clear to me very much an Art Rooney hire where Mike said F- okay fine I'm I'm all right with this and very much Art, despite everything he said about being impatient, none of the core guiding light principles for Art as to how you win football games have changed. This person just thought it was a lock that once the Washington head coaching thing happened, that Mike was at least going to want to talk to enemy about the job here and and get his. Who do you think Omar and Andy would have rather cents. had? I think they both. I think Omar for sure, if left to his own devices, would have rather had Eric enemy because he comes from the Reed tree. But Smith does have a lot of people in the game who like his run concepts in the past games that come off of that. Yeah, when he got hired in Atlanta, he said all the right things. We tried to borrow and basically follow and tail the Rams, the Niners, and the Packers because he's obviously connected with LaFleur. That's why that name gets put in there. They're all kind of from the same broad tree here. It all sounds nice. And the one thing you have said today that has at least not planted a seed of doubt but has made me think – is maybe there is another part of his offense that is waiting to be unlocked by simply a better player. I think Tannehill's a lot better than anybody on this roster, but obviously Ryan Tannehill is, on his best days, probably an above-average, maybe good NFL quarterback. I'd love to believe that Arthur Smith is just waiting for the for Mr. Wright at quarterback and will unleash something new, but he's not going to get it in year one here. No way. He's not going to get it in year one here. Um... There's not going to be the kind of quarterback you're talking about where he's never coached a great quarterback here this year. Okay, but I would say that he's going to have, even with all the you know, well-established struggles and things with Kenny that you know, I was disappointed in this year, I still think he's better than the quarterbacks that Smith worked with in Atlanta. It's damning with very faint praise to say he's better than Ritter. I'm not positive. And Heineke. I'm and not positive in, a three, in any random three-game stretch that Kenny is better than uh, Taylor Heineke. I'm really not. I think those two are like exact, almost exactly the same player. And Heineke's had occasional games where he's balled out. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Let's get more of your reaction. We have uh, in a few minutes the Ed Bouchette of Atlanta, the guy that is a Hall of Fame uh, insider who followed and covered Smith's three years with the Falcons is going to join us. But let's get to your thoughts here first, starting with DJ on the fan. Hello, DJ. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I called uh, earlier this season uh, when we were trying to figure out if we should keep Canada and Tomlin, and and I was very uh, elaborate that both of them should have gone. We got rid of Canada, but uh, today, uh, again, is just a, a proof that the standard is the standard. 
right? It just shows the where we are as a team is just mediocre at best. We got Arthur Smith, who doesn't develop players, whose offense really isn't that creative. He went seven and ten three years in a row. wasn't impressive in Atlanta. Doesn't develop his players. His players don't really enjoy playing for him. And most importantly, the last time we saw him in the media, he was throwing a fit because his team couldn't stop the other team. Well, to be to be fair to him, I would have been livid too with that. That the team was in the victory formation, and they scored a touchdown on the very last play. That would have set me off too. Um, because he knew on the back of his mind, too, that he was getting fired hours later after that game. So I don't think I would have been in a particularly good mood there. The players don't like him thing, I'm guessing, when you hear Doran go on the air at 6 a.m., who was with him in Tennessee, he's going to give you a different story just based on what I've seen but I think he from means his like tweets the, so far. No offense to Doran here. I think he's talking more about like the high-end guys that they drafted in the first couple of rounds well, that have played for him in Atlanta weren't maybe used or sure, but, didn't realize their potential Sure, there. but the rebuttal to that would be A.J. Brown, even in a run-first offense, still had 2,000-yard seasons, and that was back when it was a 16-game schedule for him. Their tight ends like Janu Smith were pretty good players. I mean, Oh, he, Pat Fryermuth should be very excited about this hire. Yeah, I mean, he – look, his performance as a coach in Tennessee for those two years, I think got him, rightfully so, consideration to be a head coach. If the guy in Tampa gets the Carolina job for one good year with Baker Mayfield, uh, Smith did it two years. It was not a one-hit wonder there offensively. So I give him a lot of credit, even with Derrick Henry in the offense, for what they accomplished in Tennessee. I just have a hard time reconciling what happened after that in Atlanta. Mr. Old School's next. Hello, Old School. Old school? Hey, guys, if I had to give it one word, I'd say solid. Hello? You're Hello? There. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you. Solid. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Hey, if if I had to give it, yeah, solid. Uh, here's my here's my thoughts. I would have rather had the enemy, but when you look at Arthur Smith, he runs a lot of motion, which he schemes his receivers open. As much as I love George Pickens, he's not a run-down-the-field uh, separation guy. He's a guy that could get schemed open, and he runs after the catch. I think it's going to suit him well. He likes to. This guy likes to run double tights, and an outside zone scheme is going to be perfect for our running back. So I, I would get. I would give it a solid. I mean, you know, not taking away what he did in Atlanta. And you got to think about this too. If we got somebody like Kubiak or something like that, he come in here. If he did a great job, he's a head coach the next year. Uh, Smith, if he does a great job this year, he's not getting another head coach job because he did so bad. I think you know they're looking at it like and. From what they're saying, Munchak said that this is the best guy he would, and he would only ever work for this guy. So I take that with a grain of salt, too. Uh, I will rebut one part of that specifically. I don't care if you bring in a Kubiak and he's great and he gets a head coaching job. That's called a first-world problem because that means Clint Kubiak ran an offense here that probably had the Steelers stunning people like me and Andrew and others and going into the playoffs and maybe winning a couple of games. I will say the Steelers had really good numbers in any advanced analytic when they ran heavy personnel 12 and 13 pony. And that's what this guy loves to do is load up with the big boys and run plays out of it. But don't you want George Pickens still prominently involved in the well, offense? That goes back to what A.J. Brown was able right? to do in Tennessee, okay, but, though. He but like if you're running a ton of heavy sets, you better still find ways to get 14 the ball. Going to be reacting to the Arthur Smith Higher all day, 412-928-9370 to join the conversation. Here is Ezra in Atlanta. 
Hello, Ezra. Hey, hey, how you doing? Um, I, I really do like the hire. Um, and like you're in Atlanta where said. this guy sucked as a head coach, Ezra. No, but, but this is what I'm saying. I saw the games, you know, along with our game, of course, but I saw the games and the formations. The last call is right. He runs a bunch of two tight end sets. He usually has, like, two running backs out there for, like, three plays in yeah. a row. He's that type of he's that type of creator where the personnel is not your typical. Like, he, he never runs an empty backfield. Like, I love that. I love it. That, that's almost the only reason I love the hires. I'm not going to see an empty backfield on the third and two with this guy. You know what I mean? It's going to be – and his play action – I haven't seen play action from us in, like, God knows when since Ben retired. So, I love the high. Well, ben I mean, ben hated running play yeah, action, ben too. Ben wasn't doing a lot of that either, Ezra, at the end. Yeah, because he, was, he wasn't in shotgun no more. This guy puts Desmond Ritter under shotgun. He's going to put these kids under shotgun. He's going to have Darnell Washington. He's going to have Moose out there. And mess around, he's going to have Jalen and Najee out there for, like, But isn't George plays, Pickens so- the best player on the offense? Yeah, guys, but you know when you when you have the best player, they teams are going to do what Belichick's always done. They're just going to take the best player out. All right, Ezra, we got you. You're excited for it. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero on that fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over fifty years. We have. I called him the Ed Bouchette of Atlanta. He is the best Falcons insider of all time. D. Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal of Constitution is our guest right now. All right, what are we getting in Arthur Smith? Yeah, you guys are getting a, a, a guy who can, he can put together the run game. They, uh, and, uh, you know, we didn't get to see the whole passing attack here, even with Matt Ryan. They couldn't protect him. But, uh, yeah, innovative play caller, uh, space you out, tries to spread it, and uh, uh, tries to attack. He was able to get a lot of yards here. Uh, but, yeah, he should um, – yeah, should be uh, a good hire there. You know he can pound the ball in the AFC North. You got to pound it at people, and he's he's been able to do that in both stops. What about the criticisms? Now, granted, I've seen them from afar here, so I want to know if they're viable. That he didn't really make the most of the personnel he had. That he didn't always know how to use Bijan Robinson, London Pitts. That's what I would read from afar. How viable is that criticism? I- I don't think it's valid when you really look at the numbers and how uh, he had to try to approach things. I went and looked. I did a study before the season on, um, you know, how these great running backs were used in their rookie seasons, Tomlinson, Barkley, Marshall Falk, and Barry Sanders. They all were way over 300 carries um, and touches. You know, that combined the rushes and the, and the reception. Sure. And um, Bijan was like at 273 right behind what Christian McCaffrey got for the uh, Rangers, for the 49ers. So, I mean, he used them, um, you know, as far as spreading the ball around, uh, you know, that was a quarterback issue with 12, uh, 12 interceptions and 12 uh, touchdown passes and, and then 11 fumbles. That was, I think he had more of a quarterback problem than a uh, distribution problem. D. Orlando Ledbetter, one of the greatest uh, Falcons reporters of all time. He's a Pro Football Hall of Fame voter, does an excellent job. He knows Arthur Smith inside and out. How much culpability uh, should fall on Arthur Smith for their lack of quarterback development there, in your opinion? Well, I think, um, you know, they they had Matt Ryan. They wanted to ride with him, then drop the quarterback in there later. 
you know, they um, Dave Ragone was the overseer of, uh, you know, the, the transition to Marcus Mariota, then to Ritter, uh, you know, Arthur Smith's an offensive lineman by trade. So, you know, but they felt they could play with Ritter and play to his strengths. They didn't see the they didn't see the turnovers coming. He didn't need to do a lot, you know, hand the ball to Bijan, throw a couple uh play action passes to Drake London and uh Kyle Pitts and you know, you should be okay. But uh it didn't work out that way. Uh and I put that more on Dave Ragone. You know, that's his buddy though. But uh, still, that's uh, that's so he can't uh, if he hires his buddy here. That's bad news, is what you're telling us. Don't hire the friend. Don't hire Dave. Well, yeah, yeah, that's bad news most times. <laughs> okay, stay yeah, away from the buddy. Thing. They hopefully, hopefully got a quarterback coach to help uh, with the quarterbacks up there because I know that's the same issue uh, as 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 they have down here. Uh, did that team like playing for him? Did he have that locker room's backing? Were there any issues like that where you'd hear guys grousing about Arthur Smith? No, they uh you know when they when the, the firing happened, we were there in the locker room the next Monday, and all these guys, uh, all they had was great things to say about coach. They were downright sad about uh, what had transpired and what happened, and even the owner in his uh, you know press conference noted that hey, well you know this team didn't quit. I've seen that before, and you got to give Art Smith credit for. You know, making this team, you know, going out and uh, making it and having it. So I went out and fought for him, you know, even though the score didn't indicate it in the last couple games. But, um, no, I didn't. It was He was well-liked and well-received. They liked his approach. Um, they felt he took care of them. Yeah, it was a good uh, situation in that regard. So from your, from your perspective, having watched uh, Arthur Smith for three years, D. Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Falcons Insider, do you see, with Kenny Pickett as the Steelers quarterback, with the tutelage of Arthur Smith, a top 10 offense in Pittsburgh next year, yes or no? No. No, no. I think you need a better quarterback than that. So we can't count on Arthur Smith to, to have a magical not, not transformation here. He can't fix the quarterback. He's going to run the ball, but somebody else going to have to fix the quarterback. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you, it. You're welcome, Andrew and Chris. Take care. All right. Gonna have to fix the quarterback somewhere else. Gonna have to hire a quarterback. Took two whisperer. things. Took two things from that. Quarterback's not good enough in his opinion. Here, do not hire Dave Ragone under any circumstances to do anything. Well, I do think they're gonna get rid of Sullivan though. I don't think he's gonna be back as the quarterback. I was talking to somebody today after this hire was made who just said like their most, by far now their most, I guess, intriguing part of this whole equation is who who does get that job. Be adaptable. If you got two guys, then great. We adapted to Derek. Like I said, there's only one Derek Henry. He's like having Shaquille O'Neal in his prime. You know, you're gonna have to feed the big fella. And certainly, we did that in Tennessee. And I'm sure that could be different for them. I mean, like I said, every year is different. But that's what that that's an example was playing our strengths. There's multiple ways to do it. You got two guys. You got three guys. Or if you do find one, I think we have to be flexible. Arthur Smith on running backs. He's not a workhorse guy. He was for those two years in Tennessee because they had Secretariat. They had Derrick Henry. But I give Chris Carter credit for this from the Post-Gazette, actually. I'm not going to plagiarize his take, but it was a good observation. Those two years in Tennessee were Henry's best. And I don't think that's just coincidence of he got him when he was in his mid-20s. 
his fourth year and fifth year in the league, usually for running backs, they pop first, second, third year. Um, So when Smith got the job, that's when Derrick Henry was transformed into superhero, machine. Led the league in rushing both of those years. Ryan Tannehill had his best years as a quarterback with Smith. The guy led the league in yards per attempt. They did things there that we've been crying for and dying for in Pittsburgh, which is easy throws. Easy throws were created off the run game. So Steelers' run game was better in the second half of the season. I don't think the running backs are the problem. The offensive line needs to get better. You hire Mike Munchak, boom, fixed. Is that going to happen? The Munchak thing? I don't You're know. You're the one saying you were you were hearing rumors that it was possible. I said it was just a rumor. I never said it was a report or something that I, I wanted. That's why I just said you were the one hearing rumors. Yeah. Have you heard anything else that maybe those rumors are picking up any steam, like Derrick Henry running downhill? I just think that if if Munchak, if his family situation has changed at all or he's gotten the itch to coach again, this is somebody who I think he'd want to work for. And we know he's already comfortable working for Mike. So, and we know he likes Pittsburgh. There are a lot of boxes that get checked there. I don't think there are a lot of things that would bring him back to coaching. I think it'd have to be a perfect situation. He might look at this as a perfect one. I get to work for Arthur Smith. I can get along with Arthur better than I did Todd Haley. And I'm a Mike Tomlin fan. So having Mike Tomlin in your head coach as your head coach in this situation would be advantageous because there's a trust that's been built up over the years. How much does Munchak, being a Mike Tomlin fan, ding your opinion of Munchak? I mean, it's got to make it tough. Uh, we all have blind spots. What would you say yours is? I like you a lot. I knew that was coming. Right to the calls, please. 412-928-9370. Getting your reaction to the Arthur Smith hire. Tony is in East Brady, where when you drive in, hey. it says, Welcome to the hometown of Jim Kelly. Does it not, Tony? Is there a yeah. big statue of Jim Kelly in his number 12? Buffalo Bills jersey. Yeah, he was my high school quarterback. Anyways, I he, think well, it's hold really on a good second. Time out, time yeah. out, Tony. We got to get to that now. Did you see NFL greatness when he was your high Written school all quarterback? Over him. Joe Paterno wanted to make him a linebacker, Tony. He didn't think he could play quarterback yeah, at the see, next level. Yeah, that was one of the biggest jokes that we had going on there when Joe Paterno wanted to make him a linebacker. Yeah, we had a great offensive defensive line, and made him made him look pretty good as a linebacker. But I'll tell you what, he could throw the ball. Didn't he throw it through that tire? Literally. Didn't he have the tire suspended from the tree, and that's how he trained? Well, I'm going to tell you what. I caught 40, 45 yard passes that stung from him. Damn, Tony. <laughs> in high school. Now you think the same thing yeah. would happen with Kenny Pickett? You think he zings it in there like that? Uh, I think Rudolph does. <laughs> uh, I, I Tony, are you excited Rudolph about this? Hire? Yeah, give us some Arthur Smith stuff now, well, Tony. You say you say you caught passes from Jim Kelly. We had to ask about that. But what do you feel about this hire? I, I think it's going to be a really good hire uh, with the high power offenses up there. What one of the greatest things is going to be able to control the ball. We got two great running backs we got two really good uh, tight ends on our team that weren't used enough this year uh and we got a couple good what we need is 
be nice to see Munchak come back because he knows how what to do with the offensive line. That would be a blessing. Uh, All right, you're optimistic, Tony. That's where we'll leave it. You think that there's potential there for some I will, major progress with the running backs and tight ends. I would not say that they have great running backs. I think that Najee ended up, by the end of things, having a pretty good year. They don't have Derrick Henry. No, they don't. Uh, I will point they out got something. A really, they got a good one-two punch, though. Yeah, Derrick Henry is like a like a Superman punch. One point here, and I was going to say it myself, but we went to the calls, and then I teed you up to kind of make fun of me, which is fine. Starkey texted me, so I'll give Joe a little pop here. I cannot ignore the fact that while his best two years were in his mid-20s, he made the first three years, he started two games, two games, then started 12 games. His first 1,000-yard year, he averaged five a carry, 215 carries. You want to know why the numbers are so eye-popping in 2019 and 2020? He carried the ball and touched the ball a ton more. 321 touches versus 230 in 2018. Then 397 the next year. It was volume that made those numbers pop. But that's good coaching. You just said it about about George Pickens. You want the best player to get the ball more. Okay, so is he going to become a a pass-first guy because he realizes Pickens is their best talent? Is Arthur Smith capable of running an offense that has great passing? I, I, it's impossible for me to answer yes because I haven't seen him do that. And that is, that's why I'm not in love with this hire. That's why I, I, I don't hate it as much as you do. But that's why, like, what happened in Atlanta, even with what the insider said a few minutes ago, the fact that they had top 10 picks and none of them looked like stars this year bothers me. They, their offense was never ranked well, like, better than 15th. Well, what he just said, though, that really was damning was... He's well, not a quarterback well, guy. Not a quarterback guy. He said Atlanta's problem was mostly Desmond Ritter wasn't good enough. Oh, by the way, that's the problem you have up there. Good luck. Yeah, Ryan is next. Hello, Ryan. Hey, guys. Um, I think it's a terrible hire. Ooh. Um, I, I feel like we got to chalk up this season to another, at best, uh, one-round playoff exit. Uh, we got Kenny, it sounds like uh, Mr. Rooney is saying, is going to be the star next year. And this new hire, he's coming from a team that just was not successful. And then, as you guys have mentioned, the uh, Titans, ultimately, like, scheme obviously matters, but it comes down to the offensive line, and the Sealers are still weak in the offensive line. So I, I just don't see how... What if he brings whole, Munchak like, with him? Uh... I mean, it, it comes down to the guys that we have, you know. So it I, sounds, don't look, I don't look at offensive so it, line it, like that. Well, no, I think hold the on. Coaches go a long, long way. Yeah. I think it's one of the most important positions on the entire sure. football team. I mean, Bill Callahan has shown in Cleveland he can make chicken salad out of chicken. You know what? When guys are getting hurt this year, but when it comes to Arthur Smith as an offensive coordinator overall, I do think one thing is clear: he's as good as the players that he has around him that he's coaching. And I think what a lot of people, myself included, here were hoping was that they would get somebody by reputation around the league or whatever who was seen at an offensive coordinator spot as a force multiplier, a guy who will make what you okay. have better than it otherwise okay, would but, be. But, but what he did in Tennessee is impressive, very impressive. He took a team that had a quarterback bust as their starter, Mariota. They replaced him with another quarterback who had been traded for a song by Miami. They dumped him. No one in the league thought he was a starter. He took that quarterback, and they went to New England and won a playoff game, Baltimore won a playoff game, and then had a double-digit lead on the Chiefs. That is an epic coaching job, man. Ryan Tannehill against the Patriots. 
Eight of 15, 72 yards. Right, like, yeah, they had an offense that in the playoff games de-emphasized the quarterback, but that is just, that is a tremendous coaching job, though. How for, often? For what he was given, okay, what he was able to Derek get Henry? out of it. They don't have Derrick Henry, though, and the reason they won those games that year is because of Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill, even funnier stat line in the second playoff win. He had 7 72. of 14. 88 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, 72 and 88 yards. Derrick Henry, here's a, here's a little footnote. Derrick Henry, better passer rating in the second playoff well, again, win. Again, credit to the guy. He realized that. He had Derrick Henry throwing balls.